Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren and joining me, as always, is Martin and Craig. You chaps all right from earlier on? Yeah, survived the last few hours okay. Enjoyed the end of the cricket. So, yeah, all good. <laughs> Brilliant. I had tea, bathed the kids. We're here. That's easy, isn't it? <laughs> Finished work, yeah. We're done. We're, but but now this is different. This is FPL now. All right? FPL heads back on. L- FPL heads, okay. If I've got such a thing. Um, Probably more than I've got a Sky ad. So <laughs> <laughs> we're doing all right between us. Um, cool. So uh, we are looking at our latest draft today. And are we following our rules that we set in a previous pod a couple of weeks ago? Uh, a few of the rules I did not notice are rules that uh, have, have to materialise during the season. So um, yes. that's one thing, but we'll have to, we'll have to revisit this. But uh, let's crack into it. And first of all, I'll, we try, have... I'll try and memorise everyone's rules. So if someone suggests doing something that's not on the rules, I can bring it up ad hoc throughout the season at various yeah. pods. I'm it's sure we can stick it ahead. A horn, a rule horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I go, I think I'm going to get Lukaku for Chelsea. You can go, like, no, don't. Fair point, fair point. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, up first is me. Uh, So, this is my current draft. uh, And it's one I've been on probably for a good few days now, actually. Um, I was tampering quite a bit, but not not hugely. The whole core of this has stayed very similar. the only one I flirt with a little bit is potentially Nunez. I, I, I mean, he's locked for now, but I, I've considered downgrading him to potentially um, João Pedro and upgrading Matoma. Uh, I've also thought about putting in um, what's his name for uh, Chelsea instead of Nkunku, their new, their other new guy. Nicholas um, Jackson. Nicholas Jackson, thank you. Uh, okay. I don't know what I was going to say, Jensen. I was thinking, yeah, Jackson is what I was thinking. Um, Jackson, but that saves 0. 0.5 and there's nothing I could do with that. But uh, I'd like to say that preseason has dictated a tiny bit of this. Um, I expressed earlier how much of a fan of DRB I am anyway from his time in Bundesliga. The last two seasons has been fantastic. Uh, so for me, DRB was always going in, especially when he came in at 6.5. I think for me that was a, that was a no-brainer. Uh, he is he is going to start on the bench simply because it's the first game and it is Newcastle, but I do expect him to do quite well there. So I wouldn't be at all unhappy if for some reason someone didn't play and, and DRB came in. Um, as I've previously mentioned, I'm not somebody who's going to go with a with the uh, dead bench either. Uh, it's I just can't do it. Like I've seen so many people with you know Bayer, Nikambo, and and. Um, other people on the bench who are like four minutes. Bore, eh? the new one isn't it the, the yeah new... like just people who are just they're just it's just pointless it, then you know you're just limiting yourself if you get anybody no starters now one of my rules i know is that i've not picked any in fact we can do it i can always go back oh, yeah you can, you can jump on yeah i can jump way. back uh so don't oh, in fact there we go we've got it there so don't pick inferior players just to get team coverage i don't believe i've done that so far now obviously that also happens when you make tra- when I break transfers instead of going you know the, the the last one last year was um well I did something stupid I went for an inferior player or I shouldn't have just gone for the man himself uh Tony it was wasn't it I went for Mbwemo everyone had Tony uh 
that was a stupid, stupid mistake. Um, nothing wrong with picking Mbomo at the start this year, by the way. Uh, good option. But uh, yeah, when I went, when I wanted to get Tony and everyone had him and I just went with Mbomo, it's not really worked out. Um, so don't pick inferior players to get team coverage. I don't feel I've done that here. I feel every pick is pretty much guaranteed to play with the exception of maybe Darwin, but preseason has been very positive in that respect. Um, the one person I did have in my team quite a lot recently was Foden, but I can't trust it. And, I, and I'm, for that, I've taken him out and gone without a City midfielder until it's a little bit more settled and maybe you know what's happening. Rotation risks and punty picks, I think that falls into that. I don't think I've got many of them, in all fairness. I think if you look at the fixtures to start with and the players I've got, they're mostly players that are always going to play. Uh, I don't think any of them are huge rotation risks. You could potentially argue Darwin would have to go against Jota or Gakpo, but you know, let's see how he starts. If he starts very well, then he might become undroppable. But I still think he's going to come on and get minutes. And if he does start to get heavily rotated, he's a 7.5 option that can change. Uh, so it's not, not the biggest problem. So I feel so far I've stuck to my rules. Um, so planning transfers, don't make them early. Can't really do that right now. Don't take hits to fix things that aren't broken. Can't do that right now. And don't panic after a bad game week. Well, let's hope game week one isn't terrible. <laughs> given the given the fixtures and what I've got in front of me, I'd like to think that was quite that was quite good. You could argue Chilwell's a, a, a dangerous shout right at the start. They've got Liverpool, but he's been so positive in preseason. Um, no, no, didn't, I don't think anyone, he was a good price when he was priced up, really, if he knew he was going to play. And the fact that he has started and started well makes me really kind of not want to go without him. Um, so, yeah, that, that's me at the moment. Draft has come on, Darren, because I remember seeing one earlier draft of yours that had Mason Mount in it. And I was about to call you out on, on that for your uh, inferior players for team coverage argument. <laughs> Do you but, know what? Um, it's got... funny you say that because that's exactly <laughs> what Mount was. Like, I was like, I need a Man United attacker. They've got a great game. And I was like, oh, I can't afford Fernandez. I don't want Rashford. Or, or I can't afford Rashford. I was like, oh, Mount will do because he's two million less. Yeah, that that was that. <laughs> and I'm, There's been I, a few of them, hasn't there, banded around some of your drafts or suggestions. I think Havertz has come up a few times in discussion with you about what you might end up with. I'd, I'd probably put him in that box just about as well. He's not maybe quite as as inferior as Mount is to Bruno and Rashford, but I think he probably still counts as an inferior choice compared to Yusaka's and Odegaard's, I think. But you, you seem to yeah. have got them in mind, Darwin. I don't know what you think, Martin, but there's space for one punt early on, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think Darwin's in my draft at the moment, although I'm, I'm not wedded to it. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's reasonable given how tricky it is to have Haaland and Salah. I think Darwin is a reasonable compromise um you know given what we've seen in pre-season um yeah i mean it's horses for courses and i know you you know you've got your strong opinion about the bench down and that's absolutely fine you know it's your team but i would have kittens every week about who to play out of the rb as a matoma i would just not give myself that problem personally um but um but yeah, that's uh, you know you you've stated that you feel quite strongly that that's important that you want that depth. So mm. so on that basis, I wouldn't argue it. But uh, say it's horses for courses, isn't it? But I I personally I would well you I mean you'll be able to see in my team I would have I would have the weaker bench and you know have the attitude of well if someone comes on for two points they come on for two points that's kind of what they're there for. 
um, and 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 have more of a starting eleven that I trust not to get sort of five or six twos in a row, um, which which I, I could maybe argue that as they and Matoma are candidates for as well, um, well and the RB maybe, um, but like I say it's your team and um, you know I'm nitpicking really. Could you get up to a Grealish or a Martinelli or something from one of those 6.5 mids by putting Steel to a 4 million keeper, one of your 4.5 million defenders to a 4 million defender? That's a million save straight away for the goalkeeper you're probably not going to use. And you very unlikely need two, both of your 4.5 defenders, I wouldn't think either. So that's. Yeah, I think. A I think million. Yeah, I think Steel, actually, ignore Steel. That's the only one to ignore. I think he'll become Ariola in all fairness, at 4 million. Potentially, um, he does now look maybe like he'll be first choice given uh, he started most of the West Ham games preseason. We'll see, um, I, but Steele isn't meant to be there really. I, I, I haven't, I haven't changed him. I forgot about Steele. In all fairness, I always forget about the, goal, the, the reserve goalkeeper slot. I'll soon make that probably a four million. I'm ninety nine percent sure this team might have point five in the bank actually. Um. I think potentially it's not the worst thing is it? I never had that as a rule but I know lots of people do because mm. obviously if there's you want to move across the price points and someone goes up point one you've you're stuck right if you've got point five in the bank you can afford to still get the the, uh, the new player in so it's not something I subscribe to but lots of people do it's not a bad thing to have if you if you can do it I can't I can't remember if it does or not um but the thing I like about this team is number one is the, the fixtures are good to start with. I think the Chelsea Liverpool game itself actually will be quite. I think they'll go for it, and I do think they're they're both still frail a little bit in defenses. So I do think there'll be goals in that game. So I could see it being a score draw. So I just kind of gotta forget about Chilwell maybe, but just hope Darwin and, and Kunku are the ones that do some damage. So that you know I won't worry too much about Chilwell not getting anything out of that. Um, you might get an assist, but I think I've got focus on, you know, Darwin and Nkunku doing quite well there. Um, but I like this team because it's got obviously good fixtures to start with, but it's got number one, like fixtures ongoing, but it's also decent price points to move around. Like Darwin and Nkunku could easily lower and become someone cheaper, Jao Pedro, for instance, and that's two million saved, isn't it? Um, straight away. And then I can potentially upgrade Eze or Matoma to a to a Foden to an odd guard. So I've kind of done it so that I've always got options. The only ones I've sort of really priced out of are potentially maybe your 10, 10.5 up. So your KDB, uh, Salah, etc. Um, I could probably at a stretch make it to Son, for instance. Um, Son was in my draft before he was in one of the drafts um, but I'd like to see what happens with Kane before I do that two questions for me Darren here neither of them in your rules so it's, it's not like you're breaking any rules but <laughs> good to cover in price, price points you've got three six and a half million mids and no one between there and eight and a half so should one of the seven and a half mids a Madison a Foden or something become good you, you can't get to them without two moves unless you've got a million in the bank and second question is one of a, a rare draft that I've seen from anyone at the moment has only got two Arsenal players in it. So is that deliberate to keep the third spot open for some knowledge, or yeah. you just can't fit one in? No, I mean it's deliberate. I could fit. I could fit Jesus in there quite easily. But like I said earlier in the Sky Pod, I, I just I just don't have a good feeling about Jesus in terms of, of points and, and doing that well. Um, like works his socks off, but I don't think he's a huge. 
overall pinnacle point of threat for Arsenal, um, more so than Saka or Odgaard, for instance, or even Martinelli. Um, like, I hear what you're saying in terms of the 7.5s. Yeah, it's very difficult to go up to them, but I could use Fernandez potentially to go down. Um, or or maybe, yeah, maybe I, it's one of those where I do save two transfers and take Darwin and Kunku down and then put one of the midfielders up. You're right. You're right. That That is one thing that I'll, I'll struggle with. But, you know, like, likewise, thing is, anyone in my situation, I've seen a lot of teams very similar to this. You're kind of ruling yourself out of Trent as well. Now, if Trent suddenly starts playing bloody right side midfield and is assisting out of his ass, we're all going to want him. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're all going to try and scrabble to get to him. But, you know, that's, again, going to be two moves. It's going to be a, a, a struggle to do so. You got to pick I think that's, Yeah, I, th- I think that's my point about the depth, Darren. But it, it, again, it's horses for courses. Because by by having a first bench as strong as Diaby, you, you're essentially sacrificing one kind of reliable player. So, I mean... Let's say it's Martinelli or or Odegaard. For, for Eze to outscore Martinelli or Odegaard over a season, that would be fairly exceptional. And and so so you've got to get that rotation right of that Eze, Matoma, and Diaby. So that's how I'd see it. I'm getting I'm giving myself that headache every week. Of if I pick the wrong one, if I pick the wrong one every week, well, not even every week. If I pick the wrong one, even occasionally, the chances of me getting that midfield score as good as it could have been if I'd just picked somebody more reliable and had a weaker bench. I'd just choose not to give myself that headache. I don't know what sort of wildcard plan you're on, Darren, either, but obviously the first sort of six game weeks or so, less rotation, no team's got Europe to really contend with, no team is sort of tired from playing too many games. We're not picking for a season here, are we? We're picking for like, well, however many yeah, weeks. First, yeah, first, well. first six probably. Are, are you going to need three substitutes in the first six game week? No, no, you're right. More ultimately, you're probably going to want two. I think Martin would argue might he want one. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have the two for the safety, but I can see people having one. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see people having risk. one. I've seen a lot of people with none, in all fairness. <laughs> I hate their subs bench is dire. But you no, know, I, I hear what you're saying about Diaby, Eze and Matoma. You're absolutely right. Um, it's just what I would do. Like, would I, would I potentially like, I'm, like I have to have a Brighton attacking asset in that first game. Matoma's the one because the only other one I'd mm-hmm. kind of potentially want is Jao Pedro. Um, and I, but I don't want to lose any of my attacking three. Um, so then I move to Eze. Now Eze is a new addition to my team. He only recently came in just because of his price point. He's playing Sheffield United, who I arguably think one of the worst teams in the league now. And Martin can have his rent on them in a minute. Exactly. Uh, probably not a bad fixture, <laughs> yeah, is it? I mean, exactly. <laughs> Venice, we knew they were going to be bad, but then like we discussed them the other day all of, like in our chat, and, and yeah, it, it really is, isn't it? And now when Dai's gone as well, it's like they've got bugger all. Um, so I thought, you know, Eze's been smashing it in pre-season as well, and we know what a good player he is. Um, he's not going to be dropped, really. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Him against Sheffield United, my first start of the season, might be a really kind of good thing and a bit of a differential as well I've not seen him in tons of teams um, so then the I, only I other one yeah I don't mind sorry to interrupt you Darren Diaby, right. um, Eze and Matoma I've got nothing against any of either any of those three as a pick it's just having all three of them is is what 
Yeah. Is, is, is what I would take maybe a bit of issue with. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to work out which one. If I, well, as I talk through them, I'm trying to work out which one I'd really want to get rid of. But I'm making a case for keeping them all. That's the problem. Um, I mean, the one, the one that for me that would go if I had to get rid of one is, is Diaby because he's not got the best fixtures going forward. Like Luton have, um, sorry, Brighton have got three great fixtures to start. Palace have got okay fixtures to start. Um, but um, where's Ace Salis, man? Now and he's going to get ninety minutes at pieces, all sorts. Diaby. Exactly. So Diaby's the one I'd have to lose, but I genuinely think he's going to be fucking brilliant. So <laughs> it's Arsenal's. It's Arsenal's changes that Arsenal's fixtures change come around game week five, six, where they get a really nice run. So. Maybe it's that time where I, I think about bringing DRB in for someone else. But for me, it's like, well, by that time, I think every bloody body will probably be on him. So that's the problem. I've, I've lost out. You've got your own dilemma right there. You don't know which one to sell. So how are you going to decide which one to bench? Uh, <laughs> well, DRB for Newcastle, I can do that one. But I think second fixture, Eze's not got a great second game. So I could bench Eze and play Diaby and that that's that's the way I was looking at that I don't think Crystal Palace's second fixture is great um they're scrolling across the bottom you bench Diaby for this game Newcastle at home first game of the season yeah I think think, behind Diaby and Watkins take in behind I think first game potentially yes uh, because it is Newcastle they are away so you know Newcastle aren't easy so like for that one I think I I possibly can um get away with it but you're right maybe maybe I don't know maybe I will be uh FPL Spartans have said I can be more harsh than Martin and Craig they can be harsh doesn't bother me um in my opinion Darren has already broken rule number one because Darwin is inferior to Salah and Trent Plus the money on the bench is too much. You probably only need one good bench player. Well, I mean, we're talking about the bench players now. Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to. Re- maybe I do need to look at my bench. Um, um, the inferior player thing for Darwin's actually tricky, right? Yeah, I think yeah. There comes a point it's when it's that's harsh. He's being harsh because, <laughs> like everyone in the Liverpool team, is inferior to Salah and potentially Trent, but their price points are disgusting. So I can't get to them without making huge changes i'm not prepared well you could definitely get to trent with a slightly weaker bench, i could, I, I, could. I, I could get rid of drb by you know yeah I, I could get to trent um but that's the one i don't want <laughs> if i wanted one i'd want seller um yeah um maybe maybe I'll, maybe i'll look at this again uh but yeah it's probably darren of all the drafts i've seen this year and the from you and the drafts i've seen in previous years from you i'll i'll Give you the credit. I think this is, in my eyes, at least, probably one of your strongest, maybe even the strongest effort I've seen you have going into game week one. Oh, do you hear that? Mom, I've made it. <laughs> 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 not, not that my word counts for a lot, but I think me and Martin sometimes are a bit critical of some of your choices. But I, I can't find, I agree with Martin on the substitute point, but I can't find a glaring fault with this. It's not some of the, you've mentioned Subbers Lay, you've mentioned the same Mount, you've mentioned players that have, they've all left, which I think is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mm. but, but yeah. There was a time where it was Mount Subasai, all the seven million, like lower, lower guys. That, like I was compromising, you know. Um, that was when I was trying really to get up to sort of the, the salary as well. But yeah, I've played around with a lot. I'm not going to lie, but I, I, I am kind of fixed on this. I'll, uh, I'll give it a steady seven out of ten for me, Martin. I don't know what you're ranking. <laughs> steady seven. <laughs> 
ranking it now, are we? Didn't the naps come in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think that's. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from my seven. Is it me? All right. You can. Uh, you can. You can destroy me now if you want to. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm. I'm on a three-five-two. Um, so for the benefit of the audio, um, I've got Flecken in goal at the moment, which um, is, is looking less good. Sort of every time Brentford players and every time he plays, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not um, that bad trait in him. A goalkeeper doesn't save very much. Yeah, is that the ideal trait? Is it <laughs> not ideal? <no. laughs> um, but yeah, Flecken's in at the moment, or let's call it a four point five keeper is there at the moment. Um, and then I've got a Stupinan, Gabriel, and Shaw at the back. Um, then I've got a midfield five of Saka, Foden, Rashford, Odegaard, and Bruno Fernandez. Um, up front, I've currently got Darwin Nunes and Erling Haaland, um, and my bench is um, uh, is, a, is a dead four million keeper, um, Kabore, Cameron Archer. Um, so I'm interested in your view on that in a minute, Craig, um, and Bayer um, of Burnley. So I think my I think when it comes to my rules, I think I think I've stuck to them. Um, I've picked good players from good teams um, with good fixtures. Um, the well, I mean, Flecken, you could argue maybe not. <laughs> Again, as the more we see of him, but um, I think my my dilemma at the moment is um, is do I trust Foden? Is one, um, and how much do I want to um, attack fixtures by booking in transfers? So, so this team at the moment, for example, if I started with this team, um, then. I'm booking in probably Shaw to Chilwell um, and Darwin to Nkunku um, in game week three, and all being and all being well, I'll have two free transfers to do that. And you need what, 0.5 as well. Uh, I need, uh, why will I need 0.5? Oh, sorry, I thought Shaw was five million. He's not easy. No, 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 my, my bad. My bad. Carry on. Yes. So, yeah. so with this team, I'm booking in two two Chelsea transfers in game week three, probably, um, or that would be the idea. But what I'm also thinking is, um, obviously, Darwin Nunes, Chelsea away. Uh, I've got no Brighton attack here. So do I want to start with Jao Pedro, for example, who who's played sort of the most minutes in attack for Brighton in pre-season? Um, is is it a, a reasonable chance that he might be on penalties? So I could start with Jao Pedro and then, and then be booking in transfers from game week two. So I'd go... From uh, so I'd go João Pedro in game week one, then bring in Darwin for Bournemouth at home game week two, and then bring in um, either Nkunku or Chilwell in game week three for Shaw or Darwin. I, you know, I'd end up keeping one of them in that instance. So, so that's my dilemma really. How much do I want to attack the fixtures by booking in transfers, or do, or do I even go you know further than this and start with Nkunku and not book in any transfers apart from Chilwell in game week three? Um, so I think that's where I'm at. That that's my kind of decision. You know, obviously transfers are there to be used. You get one a week. You can only roll it once. Um, but you know, if you know, if, if things crop up and I need to use another transfer on something else, then I might be giving myself um, a problem. Um, so there's that. My um, gut feeling then... is Martin that Pedro over Archer and Foden down to a six point five mm-hmm. might be better. 
you might be giving yourself a Benjamin headache for game week one because you got to drop someone to play Pedro. Then I'm guessing you're going to want to play him against Luton. No, because you, yeah. so yeah. you might be in the same position as Darren. Maybe you get a six point five mid with one eye on a future game week and bench him for the first game yeah. week so you can play Pedro. If you've got that's reservations around Foden, yeah, yeah, that's definitely an option. That's definitely an option. Um, if I decide I don't trust Foden, I could do do it that way. The other thing is um, that could change my team dramatically is obviously Harry Kane because if Harry Kane um, is is going to leave, Richard. then um, then Foden can become Richarlison. Yeah, um, and then and then and then that gives me 0.5 to put Anana in goal, and then um, and then Shaw would just become Chilwell because I'd have too many Man United. So 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 if Kane leaves the league, that's three moves. I suppose the positive is at least I know what I would do, but it's still, you know, a big thing between now and game week one, isn't it? Um, because that would... Like an amazing upgrade, isn't it? Anana, Chilwell and Richardson sound so much better than Fleck and Shaw and Foden to me. Yeah, it it does, doesn't it? Um, but, you know, well, I could say, well, I'll do that anyway, but then if Richardson's no good, if, if Richardson's a dud and Kane's still around, then it's not so good. So... Um, it, it's, so worth, it's worth pointing out, I'd read just now, that... Um, Chelsea news as well is that that Luke, the Lukaku swap deals back on between Juventus and uh, Dusan Vlahovic. So if he comes into Chelsea, that's going to really impact on either Jackson or potentially Nkunku. Now, I wouldn't have said Nkunku much because he was the more expensive one and he can play behind, but it might impact Jackson. Um, so in terms of Chelsea assets going forward, that, that if that's back on the table, that deal, it'll be pretty much wrapped up I would say in a couple of days because season starts. Um, that's going to impact Chelsea. Yeah, it'd be mm. nice for Chelsea to have such different striking options, especially between Jackson and Vlahovic. They're quite different, aren't do they? Do Vlahovic. Do Vlahovic. Yeah, yeah like, he was the one I wanted Villa to say, and we was looking at another striker. Yeah. I thought it might be a bit optimistic, but based on who else we've been going after, I thought it might be a, an outside possibility. Well, yeah, but, uh, would uh, love. He's the one I thought might be available that we might be able to poach, but not going to happen, I don't think. And we don't, we don't want a striker now anyway with Archer and John Duran playing as sort of backups to Watkins. Just on Archer, Martin, I think he'll be in squad. Um, he might get 15 minutes a game or something like that. I wouldn't expect anything more than that, though. Yeah. Um, but what do you expect for a 4.5? Right, let's say, I don't know who's better than him at that price well, point well yeah this is it uh, yeah is there any <laughs> is there anyone better I'm not sure um, so uh, what, one one striker I looked at from my draft I don't know if any of you guys thought is 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 um, is Mateta for Palace a reason why is he's only 5 million he's played up top in every Palace preseason and he's scored quite a few he's a big tall guy obviously with Zaha leaving uh, Edouard has been pushed out to the flank a bit so Mateta's playing up, up top um, and he's been pretty good, and he's only five million. So he did make a draft of mine as well as an as an option for the bench potentially. But it, you wouldn't wouldn't be a crying shame if he came on in some lesser games. Um, I don't know what you guys think of that as an as an option for bench. He's only four point five more. Yeah, it could work. Him and Vinicius are kind of the same, right? Both might play more minutes than Archer. I would imagine mean, he's five million as well. But pick Mateta over Vinicius. Vinicius is a dog dinner. <laughs> yeah so yeah things to ponder there so yeah maybe Foden down to a 6.5 um, so that I can have a better goalkeeper 
Um, I'll definitely give that some thought, Craig. Um, I don't know what I, I didn't think of that <laughs> somehow. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Which uh, six five would you go for, Martin? Do you know? I mean, what have what have we got? Matoma, I mean, just look at Darren's play. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got them all. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Go back Eze Matoma, um, yeah, that's right. I think I'd, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that Mitrovic has thrown his toys out of the pram because I'm a big fan of Harry Wilson. Um, but if their attack just isn't going to be up to scratch, then that's not so good either. But I think he's only six as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's an option. A downgrade Foden and have a better goalkeeper is something I'll think about. And like I say, if Kane's going to leave, then Foden can just go to Richarlison. Shaw can go to Chilwell. Um, and Flecken can go to Anana. Um and I'm I'm kind of hoping that's what's going to happen because I'll be quite happy with that. But... Okay, well let's look at your rules anyway. Um, so average. avoid average players from average or poor teams. So I think yeah. I'm certainly in my starting eleven. I think I think I'm on my on my way to do that. Yeah, um, again, again, Flecken's a bit up in the air, <laughs> but Brent, Brentford are a decent team. Um, and you know, if I need to move him to to somebody else, then that's fine. Um, don't do things you're not sure about on someone else's word alone. So I, I feel like I've done that with these drafts. There's nobody, there's no players in here that I've got, you know, absolutely no clue about. Um, you know, I, I mean, again, you could look at the bench, but even like Kabore, I mean, I'm not saying I've ever seen Kabore play, but I know Luton, Luton's system has been very successful and it's very set. And I know that that position is really important to them. And they've had, um, you know, Bree and Drama previously you know absolutely thrive in that position so as long as this player isn't absolutely crap then I don't see why he's he can, he's not going to be like a solid bench option um and things and things like that you know they are unaware of from watching the championship and all that kind of thing so I don't feel like I've picked anybody just because someone else has told me to so I think I've followed that um don't mistake a cluster for a trend that's more that's more really about during the season maybe maybe you could uh, point at Darwin there and say, "Well, you're, you've seen him do well in preseason, and you're and you're assuming he's going to take that forward." But again, it's a it's a good player and a good team, right? And I I won't necessarily start with him anyway. But I think Darwin for a, a few of our rules is very borderline um, and is, is a tricky one. Um, so I'm not going to beat myself up about that one. Um, don't replace a problem with another likely problem. Um, so again, that's what more one for during the season, but. I, f- I feel like with this eleven, I'm, you know, again maybe maybe Foden um, is a bit risky, but I don't think I've picked really players that are going to cause me a headache by not turning up um, early on. Um, and uh, yeah, read this before making any moves, so I'll, I'll make sure I stick to that uh, as we get into it. Cool, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It gives me it gives me options. I think so. Yeah. I know I know I know what I'm going to do if Kane leaves the league. Um, I know what my options are if I want to attack the fixtures and book in some transfers. Um, I've got price points covered. I can move all of those positions around quite easily with the exception of Salah and Trent, which, you know, if that looks like an absolutely horrendous mistake and I have to wildcard early, then so be it. But uh, apart from that, I think it's a, a flexible team that full of full of um, reasonably reliable players from teams that I expect to do well. So... I'm happy with it at the moment. Nice. Okay. Should we go to Craig's? Oh. Yeah, so a few decisions for me. I have got an honor in goal. Um, kind of a combination of both your teams in some ways. Back three at the moment of Stones, Estupin and Gabriel. But I've got Chilwell on the bench. 
So I really want to play him. He's my first headache. Um, we've already spoken about earlier in the Sky Pod about how we don't particularly trust Liverpool's defence right now. Chilwell is their main attacking outlet. Chelsea down the left, and they've used him quite well. I think he's had like two shots on target in about three pre-season friendlies. He's only been playing like half the games. So if you get a defender who's shooting two, three times a game in 45 minutes from left back for a team that's going to be sort of up there pitching for sort of top six and a team that's got half a chance of clean sheets. I feel like he's an every week player. He's not someone you mess around with bench for bad games, you just play him all the time. The issue I've got is I don't know which defender I particularly want to bench. Um, I like having the, the Man City and Arsenal coverage. I think they're realistically going to be the best two defences in the league. So I'd like both of those two covered. So the obvious one to drop is a Stupinan, who I feel like he's being picked purely based on the fixture. I think it is a great fixture for him. He obviously attacks quite a lot, but I think we spoke last week, Darren, about what his XGI is per game, and we're probably expecting one or two attacking returns from him in the first seven, eight weeks. So am I putting too many eggs in one basket? I think he's going to get a haul against Luton. Um, I don't particularly want him beyond the Luton game either, but because he's 50% owned, I've... I've sort of back myself into a bit of a corner. One of my rules on the next page when we get to it is about covering high ownership players. So I feel like he is someone that could go on a bit of a, a mad one and get 12, 15 points on a good day. But if I'm being honest with myself, I'd rather play Chilwell in that spot and move Estupanen down to a 4.5 and stick him on the first bench. And if, uh, So I've got that to carry on thinking about, but it'll be a rule breaker if I if I bench this, uh, if I sold Estupanen. Midfield at the moment, double Arsenal, double Man United. So Rashford, Bruno, Saka, Martinelli are all in. Um, fifth midfielder is a 4.5. So Ahamada has played most, if not all, of the friendlies for Crystal Palace in central midfield right now. I don't know if he'll start when a season actually starts, when obviously all the other players will be available then. But promising minutes in pre-season. Mm-hmm. And he'll be my third sub, I think, most weeks anyway. Um, then up front at the moment, I've got Haaland, Nkunku and Joel Pedro. So a bit like you, man, I do want that Brighton attacker. I think that the amount they've paid for him, the amount of minutes he's played in pre-season and the fact he can play in arguably three or four attacking positions, I'd be amazed if he doesn't play minutes in all of their games. Whether he starts them all is sort of up in the air. But I feel like I need a Brighton attacker for these opening few fixtures. I don't really want to sacrifice any of my midfielders for a Matoma. So it's Pedro or Ferguson. And I think just Pedro, the fact he... Looks like he might be on penalties. The fact he's so versatile, I think, and he's a 0.5 cheaper. I'm tempted to put as one of my punt spots to, to go with him. Um, and if it, it looks like he's not working out for him very well, I can easily go to 4-4-2 and just put, put Chilwell in the team and put Pedro as the first sub or something. So I'm going to start with him. And Kunku's in for that reason, a bit like you said as well, Martin, trying not to block in too many early transfers is... I could go for Darwin. I haven't got any Liverpool players in this draft. Um, I, I could even play Ollie Watkins. I think I've got 0.5 possibly going here. And I certainly would have if I downgraded a Stupinan or a Nana. Um, a bit like you, I, I would consider Sam Johnson in goal for the 0.5 saving. I think it's viable considering what Crystal Palace's expected goals conceded were at the back end of last year and across all of last season, really. But especially towards the end when Johnson was in the team and Hodgson was manager. There's some quite good defensive numbers for expected goals. Can see, I think that was like possibly first for a block of games, if not a top two. So I, I like him as a 4.5. It's just whether Anana, and I need to look more into this before the season starts, what he's like for bonus points. There's been some some stuff going around on Twitter that because he does certain things so well, if Man United keep a clean sheet, he'll have a higher baseline bonus than all of the Man United defenders. 
which is obviously quite significant if he gets a couple of saves and max bonus as well for a clean sheet. So, so that's trusting someone else's word rather than working it out for myself. But he's in for now, and I've got a week to try and get to the bottom of how that all works. But if that is the case, I think it'd be nice to know that he's probably on seven, eight points every time Man United keep a clean sheet. It's quite a strong position to be in. Yeah. Um, then the other option I've really got is a bit what you had, Martin. So I've got Nkunku and Alhamada at the minute in the midfield and striker spot. I could, in theory, flip those round and have a, a dead third striker and then have a Richarlison. Should Richarlison join, it'll give me that headache then. Do I put Richarlison in midfield, selling, get rid of Nkunku and make that a budget striker? Um, I could even do it now for a Foden or something like that. But I want to, I'd, I'd ideally like to have that striker price point covered just in case I need it which is what's pushing me in this direction at the moment. But I am concerned if Richardson does join what I do. I don't particularly want to lose any of the four midfielders I've got. So it's so, a bit tricky in, in that respect. Spartans has asked a question for all of us. He said, is double Man United attack uh, a bit too much? Are, are we expecting Man United to be free scoring compared to others? Um, I personally think, yeah, that's why I've never gone for a double Man United attack. I can understand double Arsenal, but yeah, double United, I just don't I just don't see it um, personally either. And that's why I've never done it. Well, I just think Man United and Arsenal were the two teams where you, can pick, you can pick two, two of their attacking midfielders that you can kind of hang your hat on. Um, you know, City, it's like, again, you could, you could try Foden... Is he going to be reliable enough? Grealish is obviously a fantastic player, but hasn't been particularly explosive from an FPL perspective. Um, KDB is obviously very, you know, quite expensive. It's just that Man United and Arsenal are just the easy two, aren't they? Where you look at you look at the options and their prices, and you think, well, yeah, they that looks value to me, especially to start the season. Um, you know, I do. I do think, you know, when I did my drafts with Salah earlier in the season uh, or earlier in pre-season and I had some cheaper midfielders, my argument was kind of, well, we know that some budget midfield options will emerge because they always do. Um, and I'm sure that that will be the case again. But I'd ra- I've just taken the decision. I'd rather go with double Arsenal and double Man United from the beginning or I kind of think that I know what I'm getting rather than go with Salah and then try and guess what the cheap, good midfielders will be. Yeah, you know, that will you know that will take care of itself later. That will present itself later on, and then maybe yeah, then maybe you do decide. Okay, do I want Rashford or Bruno? Because um, one of them's got to go for Salah. Um, you know, something like that. But I think to begin with, that Man United and Arsenal, as I say, are just the two teams where the midfield just kind of almost is there on a plate for you, isn't it? Um, in terms of um, you know going with going with what we've seen historically as a as a good indicator of what might happen early in this season. If I was to drop one of my four mids, it would be Rashford, believe it or not. Again, it might not fit in with the uh, with the rules because I think he's the most owned. He's certainly higher owned than Bruno. So in theory, if I'm going by my rules, I should cover Rashford. But again, like I mentioned last week, I view him as quite a streaky player. He could easily have similar XG over two separate runs of seven game weeks and in one he scores eight and the other one he scores one. And how many of those sorts of streaky players do you want in your team early on? I've got reservations with, so I could have Watkins up front instead of Nkunku. I feel like he's a bit of a streaky player. He'll go on little runs where he scores every week and then he'll blank for about seven or eight weeks. 
I think maybe Rashford's not quite that bad, and I might be being a bit harsh on him, but doesn't strike me as a as a regular returner. No. Um, but again, he's highly owned. He's got the, the scope to. You wouldn't surprise you if he scored seven in seven to start the season, would it? So right. he's got he's got that scope. Going to score so, seven against Wolves. He's, he's he's one of those that I'm probably. I don't particularly like, I don't like, but I'm quite happy not to have him in my team. But equally, he is one of the ones that I would fear. In, like, I don't I don't think I fear a stupid end too much if I didn't have him, even though he's highly owned. Because it's eggs in one basket for me for one fixture. Rashford, I think he would be one of those, a bit like Salah, where you do worry week to week when you don't have him. At least you can justify it with Salah because you've saved four million and you've used, put that to good use somewhere else in the team with Rashford. It feels like he's achievable. So what? Why? Why am I taking the risk? Even though, so I've got reservations around these these returns. It just feels like it's something that you don't need to be messing around with not having him. Yeah, yeah. So particularly to begin with, um, when we don't yet know who the who the kind of gems are yet. Um, but yeah, as as they reveal themselves, maybe maybe we'll decide we don't need both of them. But it just feels solid to start with, doesn't it? I think. What what are your thoughts around my four defenders here? One around this stupid and is he a must stone or is he someone that could go? And two, should, would you bench a stones to play Chilwell, for example, given this sort of attacking freedom that Chilwell's got and the upside he's got? I know the other defenders, the more central defenders here, have got quite high chances of clean sheets, but maybe not too much for anything else. Mm. Should I be playing Chilwell over them or just selling a stupid? Oh, I mean, a stupid hand's a lock for me. Um... Just his ownership and the fixture. Obviously we've, obviously, we've spoken about this on previous pods. It's just he's got all the ingredients of somebody that it's just we don't really need to take it on. Um, I think Stones and Chilwell is difficult. Is, is a tricky choice. Um, yeah, I've, I don't know. I, I mean, Stones is probably more likely for a clean sheet, but Chilwell is more likely for an attacking return, isn't he? So. Um, I don't, I don't know. I how really I feel really that, uncomfortable but... having him first sub, but I can't find another solution at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, I mean, your your first eleven, you you don't have a good alternative to drop in that first eleven. Like, there's no one you would look at and go, "Yeah, I want to drop them for Chilwell." There's no, no one. So, like, yeah, you've got a problem there. Yeah, yeah it's been on my mind for the best part of about four or five days, um, and I'm still no closer to sort of making a decision on this. I don't. Really, Gabriel is probably the one that's got the sort of the lowest sort of scope to get ten points. I think of my defenders in game week one, but I can't really bench an Arsenal defender playing out in Forest. Can I? It seems ridiculous. But if you said to me mm. now, the other, the other three have all got ceilings above ten points. I think I know Gabriel potentially could score either from a corner or something, but I think he's the least likely of the four to get ten points in game week one. But it doesn't feel right either. We got another Maybe, week uh... to work this out. I mean, in in your line of work, Craig, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe have a look at the book and see what that tells you. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, well, let, well, let's jump into your rules and take a look at them and see if that will help you with anything. It doesn't. <laughs> no. So yeah, keep eight or nine of my regular starters as strong template players. So this is feeding into Definitely done that. and the Rashford debate. Feels like Pedro is quite low owned. Um, to be fair, I haven't looked at exactly the ownership of my starting eleven. I'd imagine most of the rest of them are all sort of I would say over ten percent. Yeah, I'd easily say nine or nine to ten of your players are easily within the template at the minute. I don't know if there's anyone glaringly obvious that I don't have. Obviously, Harlan's in there, Saka's in there, Rashford's in there, Estupinan. I'm quite happy to not have Trippier. I think he's quite highly owned still. But 
the most of the main ones I've got. Yeah, apart apart from the very obvious Liverpool, which you can't get to and no one bloody can, and uh, yeah, that's the only other thing I'd say. Then avoid regularly starting players from teams likely to finish outside the top eight. This is one of my reservations with Sam Johnson, why I don't have him right now. But Palace haven't got, say, bad fixtures. They had a good XGC last year, and even they had a good XGC, we still average over three saves a game. So maybe they got, with goalkeepers, that rule's a bit different because Raya maybe wouldn't have ticked this box at the start of last season. He obviously did really well. Yeah. So We've there, seen there in previous be... seasons as well, like people like Pope, right, being right at the top of the points and um, I think Pickford as well. So I think it is slightly different for a keeper. But the rest of them are all mainly Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, right? Um, so not too bad. Cover a range of price points to maintain maximum flexibility. I say that's why I've gone in Kunku at the minute rather than the fifth mid. Uh, I think it's only really Trent and Salah. I think everyone else is get to a ball quite easily. Um, so I think this team's got 0.5 in the bank as well. So I can get in Kunku to what the 8 million strikers. Um so I'm quite happy with that one. Uh, this is a bit of a new one I added. Have an eye on players likely to go up or down in price early and act accordingly. So we've spoken before, I have at least, around Trent being a possible cash cow for some managers and likely to go down in price early on. Chelsea, I think, ticks this box the other way. I, I can really see in game week three, from Luke Shaw, from Trent, maybe from others, Chilwell being really popular. I think he'll start quite well. And then obviously Chelsea have great games. He could have gone up to 5.6 by like the Monday of game week three. And people have obviously have issues with making transfers right at the start of the game week. They always want to hang on till the end. So by getting a few of these players in now, even if I have to bench them, um, I think Richarlison will be another one of those types of players. So that might be a reason to start with him. Get on those players early. One, so you haven't, one, you haven't got to transfer them in at all. You can use your transfers on other players. And two, you're not putting that position on a Sunday night right at the start of a game week. We like we had two last year, Darren, with with Kane and Haaland, right? We didn't yeah. expect Haaland to quite start that well, and his price went up. I think the Sunday, um, and so we've made our game week one transfer six days before the deadline because otherwise we couldn't afford doing Kane to Haaland. That worked out in the end last year, but you don't want to be doing that too often if you can help it. I don't think so. I think it's, it's one I had to have a sort of some projections in your head who might go down, who might go up, and obviously if you're starting with template players, a lot of them are at risk of going down. Another reason maybe not to have a stupid end because he's another one that might be sold in game week three to fund a Chilwell or something. So I've got one eye on him potentially being one of my first moves out quite early on. Um, and Chilwell, I think, is quite a prime candidate to go up. Um, and then my last rule is to decide 50-50 calls based on EO, which is another reason probably to start a stupid end over Chilwell. If Chilwell is my lowest owned of my four, maybe that's my solution for game week one. Look at my four defenders, whichever one's the lowest owned, bench that one. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I was say, that's not yeah. a bad shout, is it? Because you know it's going to be minimum damage then or you're minimising that damage that can be done. It's not a bad shout at all. I like the fact so, that all three of us have got... Be a bit more game week one focused than some of your rules. Some of yours that maybe don't kick in yet. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm you not are. doing too bad right now, but I'm, I'm having to fight the urge with some of these rules to then do something different because <laughs> there is a big urge in me to do it. <laughs> Well, they've come. They've come from lessons that you think you've learned. So, so um, you know, if they if they are lessons of mistakes that you've made, then you should try and stick to them. I guess. But, it's it's just that sort of appreciation. I think that in some ways every season is different. Like we're not used to having a midfield pile up yeah. like this, right? Where we've got so many midfielders that are affordable like this. So you do have to adapt a little bit. What works one season doesn't always work another. So I'm conscious yeah. of that as well. That maybe this is just. Maybe the previous rules don't exist because of the way the price it is this time. Mm -hmm. 
But we're here right now. I'm, I'm happy enough with this. If I went into game week one with this, I wouldn't be too annoyed. Um, I think it's really just for Charleston that's likely to cause me a headache here. If 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 he looks like he's going to be starting up front, because he's quite hard to avoid. I think if he's if he's playing up front, I think he'll get quite a lot of chances for Tottenham, uh, especially at eight million as well. It's like a no seven, break. I think seven million mid. seven million Richarlison. Seven million mid, yeah. He's basically in everybody's team. <laughs> I thought he was eight million for some reason. Oh my god. Okay, so it's all right for you, Darren. An easy point five upgrade. You've got it in easy. the bank. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't know who to get rid of, but it'll be done. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Well, there we are. And then we've got Thomas's. He's gone four at the back. So no rules for Thomas, so we can just give some opinions. Triple Brighton, four four at the back. He's, 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 got, he's got the same back five as me, apart from he's solved it by just playing them all rather than benching one. Yeah. <laughs> he's admitted to put his um his subs bench in here as well. Yeah, he's it's just... I, right in the field, right? Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential... Um, a lot of potential players in midfield that could really take off, right? Um, so, um, so one of the reasons why I've, I've gone with five of them, so it's sort of easily interchangeable. Um, I mean, you've mentioned Craig about you know people transferring out of Stupinan, um, sort of in the first sort of three or four weeks as Brighton's fixtures maybe turn and other things emerge. Well, Thomas has got you know th- three players that, that that might happen to all at once there. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's what that's what kind of stands out to me, I guess. He's all in on Arsenal and Brighton, right? That's, yeah. uh, he's all in on Brighton. He certainly is. Well, it's a the fixtures. Well, I don't, I don't knock people for this strategy. The fixtures staring you right in the face. Do you for, take the points? And even if was, if they get so many points in the first few weeks, even if he takes a minus four, he's probably still up uh, on managers yeah, that haven't true. got them. We've got Ferguson for Thomas against João Pedro for the rest of us at the moment, though. If, if I was going to have a Brighton striker, it'd be João Pedro at the moment. So there's a saving you could make there. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how much he needs the money. It's, I say it's not looking. The thing you've got this problem as well. It's a problem, but I say if you've only got Saka and Bruno as your two sort of premium mids, I use that word loosely. To me, those two are really hard to sell. And a bit like you said, mate, you've got five of them. So if you if you need to go somewhere. You've got five options to move. And I've got four with Rashford and mm. Martinelli, I think a bit more sellable than these two. Um, I'm guessing Thomas has walked into maybe possibly a similar problem in the future. That if mm. another 8 million emerges, how do you get to them? I, I, I kind of do feel like in my head that you probably want three players at that sort of 8, 8.5 million, price, 9 million price point. Just mm. uh, So ideally, I, so I've gone for four, Martin, you've gone for five, if you include Foden. But I, I think two might be leaving yourself a bit short of flexibility if it's looking like another one does well. Because there are seven or eight players probably around that price point that all could conceivably do well, right? Yeah. I think um, another another point about Jesus um, up front, um, I think it was on I think it was on Black Box I heard this, um, and I thought it was a good point. So for anybody that didn't hear that, I'll repeat it, because I, I thought it was an interesting point. A lot of people starting with Jesus with the thought that uh, well, that's good because I can get to Darwin, I can get to Nkunku, I can get to Watkins, I can get to Wilson, etc., etc. While that's true, um, once you've made that move, you've then only got potentially one Arsenal attack if you've gone with Gabriel, say. So once you've moved Jesus on, you've then potentially only got one Arsenal attacker. Um, and and it, is, is that necessarily a good thing or is that going to leave you short? Um, so I thought that was an interesting point as a, as a preference to having two Arsenal midfielders rather than having Jesus with a plan to move him on as well. 
So I don't know what you think about that. I think that. if you look at game week three as well with Nkunku having Luton at home, if you are looking at moving Jesus on, Jesus has got two good home games in game week three and four. It's all right thinking I'll get Nkunku because these next three fixtures are amazing, but it's not going to be easier to sell Jesus playing home to a bottom half team, is it, to get Nkunku against Luton? So you're going to look at your yeah. team and think, do you really want to be using your trends? If you, you look at your squad and think, can I really sell a striker from one of the top three teams in the league who's got two bottom half teams at home in the next two weeks? That's not going to be an easy decision, is it? No, no. To do that either. So he's awkward in a couple of ways, Jesus. So I, I agree with what you said or what Black Fox said and, and that reason as well. That mm, Yeah, yeah, awkward one. And Darren just doesn't think he'll do very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Between us, he's out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't know why. Just don't feel it with with Jesus. He don't get me wrong. Like looking at the fixtures for Arsenal, they're undoubtedly the best start. So I can understand why people had him. But there's no there's no guarantee when they've got Enketia and Belogan, who they've still got, that they won't rotate them or something in one of the first couple of games. You know, they are still good strikers. So. You know, for me, it's just like, who knows? They've got so many attacking mids now as well. You've got Havertz, Smith, Rowe, um, obviously Martinelli, Trossard. All of them can probably do a job at centre forward if they they, they <laughs> might even be ahead of Inketia as the. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah it's, it's awkward for Arsenal now, I think. Exactly. That's what that's. I think like Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard are your kind of main ones you need or would have. Um, and Martinelli is still, I think, huge risk because they've got more left options and they do right. Um, and they certainly have more and, and Odegaard as well, because obviously he's captain now um, and they don't really have anything compared to his ability in the center. So, or let's say attacking center, I should say. So, yeah, I think, I think that's your, your safe bet. So that's why I haven't gone Jesus. Long I think Smith Rowe is a really awkward one. She's kind of forgotten. Like, she's sort of never really injured, fit. Wasn't it? Like it was always injured. But... He was injured. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be back on the sort of radar again now and doing well in pre-season. Did well for England, obviously. Well, I was going to say, he did really well but for England. So They've been trialling him as a number eight a little bit, in like a bit more of the Jacker role. I say he could play off the left where he rotated with Marcelli before he got injured. He could play minutes in the Odegaard position. But it's almost like a new signing for them, isn't it? Having him around the first-team squad again, that wanting minutes. So you've got Vieira there, Trostard all still want minutes. Certainly not sure of options, Arsenal. I say Saka's the one that you feel like is the safest because... None of the others are an obvious on his level in that role. Exactly, they've they've got depth, and I think that's the that's the thing. And uh, yeah, that worries me. Apart from Saka, that's why I've got him. Cool. There we are. Done. Second part of the day was spoiling you. <laughs> uh, like yeah, with this yeah. one was this one was meant to help me make some decisions. It hasn't. I, I didn't expect it to. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I was like an hour ago. Yeah, does it ever? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not here to make decisions for you. We're here to uh, cause you problems and uh, yeah, give you more headaches. But that's, like we always say, that's not always a bad thing, right? If you understand the problems, then uh, <laughs> at least it clarifies your thinking a bit. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's it. So one one more to go before we kick off, I suppose. So what will we, what we do next week? We'll do our season predictions and... Uh, and uh, something else, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, game week one preview, right? Oh, yeah, yeah we're previewing. Yeah, game week one preview from last, yeah, yeah. last season. So, yeah, game week one preview, very final draft, potentially. Um, predictions uh, and probably our final sky as well. What's yeah. all happening? Yeah, not long to go. 
Um, no, thank God. <laughs> get some football back. Um, it's the hope that kills you, though, isn't it? We'll all be sat here after game with one moaning when we're about four million overall ranked because <laughs> someone we had in one of our 258 previous drafts has done well and we didn't go with him. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I owned him. I definitely owned him, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. draft 237. Um, I'm going to keep a tally of, um, you know, the pod we did earlier in the summer where it showed last year's winner and how many game weeks he had at different uh, ranks. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna bring that up and I'll, I'll, I'll do it for, I'll do it for all four of us and I'm going to start ticking off like each time we have one of those weeks and then maybe we can review it periodically to say, Okay, Darren, you can only you can only afford one more shit week. Um, hope, hopefully, it's not game. Hopefully, it's not game week nine. I was going to say, can't wait for that in game week four. I was going to go with. <laughs> can't wait for that conversation. Yeah, you can't win it. It's only game week four. <laughs> Fucking but, hell! No, I think that would be quite interesting to track that as we go because I think I think it will make us feel better when we do have bad weeks if we see. Okay, well, I've had one. Of, I've had one of those now, but I can afford four or five of them. So. And just keep a track of how many of each week we've had compared to what last year's winner did. Um, so maybe we'll have that as a little, a little running feature. Not every week, but uh, maybe periodically. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's definitely worth it. We did. We did that pod. It was a very. It was a hugely viewed pod. Uh, I think nearly five hundred people have watched that pod. So it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, going back to it with maybe how we're doing. Uh, so that's a really good point. Um, I think the only other pod from us this week potentially is uh, is our gaffer pod. I think Craig, you said you're going to do one as well. Uh, an extra. It won't be this week because I'm away. But oh, yeah, um, early well. next week, I'll do a, I'll do a, I'll do a Sky pod, an extra one next week around around something. A uh, ten minute thing. Cool. Uh, if you like the graphics, guys, let us know, please. That would be very very helpful. Um, because you know we can always change things around a little bit if uh, if people don't like things, uh, not too much, but uh, you know. <laughs> uh, and join our mini leagues. We will pin all the mini league codes to our Twitter page as well, um, and and in the descriptions of these videos for the until the season starts. We'll actually display them next week, so that'd be quite helpful, wouldn't it? <laughs> that, would, yeah, that would also be quite helpful to display them. Although some of them are so bloody long that you can't actually uh, do much with it in terms of you can't copy and paste from a video, so here's what it is. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. Uh, I will see you soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you later. Bye.